For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones, available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. Where somebody else takes you out of the frame And put your name to shame, cover up your face You can't run the race, the pace is too fast It just won't last Welcome to part one of Say Hey and Friends I am Doug Hayes, joined by Robbie Lewis uh, Rob, let me check in with you real quick, how you doing brother? Wait, this is a two-part episode? You didn't tell me that, this is crazy it's a nine-part episode. Oh, okay. Well, and we're doing pretty good. All of them tonight. Merry Christmas, Douglas. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while, so hope everything's hey, going well. It's December fourteenth. Uh, it's still December fourteenth. Yeah. Damn, twenty twenty-one coming to an end already. Ain't got no baseball to talk about, but what else we got going on here? Well, no baseball sucks. I mean, we're in this stupid ass lockdown, so uh, you know we thought we'd do something a little fun. Uh, we're going to bring on uh, some guests. And, and tonight, I thought we'd bring on our good lifelong buddies from the podcast Kang's Cast uh, with Eric and Ryan. Um, Eric, Ryan, welcome aboard, guys. How's it going? What's good, Doug? What's good, Robbie? Oh, first, hey, I got to break it in real quick, Ryan. I got to say, hey, because that's what you're supposed to do when you go on the podcast. Say, hey, hey, when you come on here. Hey. I, I thought it was the I thought it was the say hi podcast. Yeah. Hi guys. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome aboard. Uh, you know, we're we're excited to have you on because um, you know, we, we've obviously known each other for, for a very, very long time. And I thought it would be kind of fun to bring like a different style since like we said, there's no baseball going on. So why don't we just bring on some friends that run a different podcast and just talk about bullshit? Why not? So we got um, no shit to talk about, period. For real. So uh, mid-December vibes, man. Uh, but yeah, Kang's cast. Uh, you guys run a basketball podcast for the Sacramento Kings up here in Northern California. Um, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about it, the style, what you guys do, like the purpose. Um, I guess, Eric, you take it away, man. What's Kang's cast? Well, honestly, Kang's cast is a podcast about the Sacramento Kings. That's what the podcast is it, uh, for Kings fans by Kings fans. Uh, Ryan and I are on that. Um, yeah, I know. It's the craziest shit. We're coming to episode 100, Ryan and I, and we're just like, Damn. who the fuck does a podcast about the Sacramento Kings? So if you're wondering, we do, Ryan and I do, but we come on there, uh, talk it weekly, um, have fun, you know, just doing our thing about the Kings. Right, Ryan? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, we go on there and um, I am not sober for um, any of them. So that <laughs> always, you know, hey, you know, you need a little motivation to drink on a Tuesday night. It's Tuesday, right? You know, hop on the pod gives me an excuse to my wife to drink a few beers and uh, 
you know, isolate myself in the back of the house. I'm just fucking around. But yeah, King's Cast, good time. Um, you know, me and Eric have have had a lot of fun. It's grown a lot. Uh, like Eric said, 100, 100 episodes, man. So it's, it's crazy. Um, I was thinking about that today, actually, the amount of time that I have spent in this little cubicle of mine back here um, in the back of the house. So uh, countless hours, but um, this is actually the first time I've done something other than King's Cast. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be on the Say Hey podcast. You know, Ryan, you know, we got that in common, you know, I don't think I've done one of these fully sober, like not, not once. Yeah, so, and, you know, during baseball season too, you know, you, these fools playing every day and, and, and shit. So it, it gets tough. So you, I'm drunk during the game, especially on the East coast games, the game was over at seven, Doug wants to hop on talk about something. So <laughs> it, it, it's the only way to do it. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm a little worried. And it, it's something Rob has done several episodes at work. So that, uh, that worries <laughs> me a little bit. No, I'm just playing. Speaking of, I'm going to crack open a cold one there. How'd that sound, Ryan? Was that good? I got to I gotta give Ryan credit. I will give the on, on the podcast. Listen, make that face. That's fine. Ryan started cracking open uh, beers on King's Cast, and I thought that's a great idea. So I've done it a couple times here, and I'm, I'm giving him credit because um, when it, you know, when you crack open a beer on a microphone, it sounds kind of cool. So um, figured figured i'd give you some love for that so are you okay now are you are you done being mad at me about that i'm i'm, I'm not mad as you you know just give credit where credit's due right that's all i ask but <laughs> you know, one thing one thing one thing i gotta tell you doug right about being a you know i, I like to think of myself as a professional beer drinker of podcasts okay i i, I think mm-hmm. that would be my official title and um one thing that i really strive for is to have a different beverage um cerveza every every podcast so today you know usually i come in i'll introduce you know sometimes i'm drinking keystone coors um you know i've done some of the german beers uh, today i'm drinking a like a, i like to say mojello all right hey, drinking Ryan? i'm my my yellow y'all so i'm on the modello hype today just to let you guys know i i gotta let the listeners you know you know i i think we're gonna do about an hour today so i bring three beers with me that's a reasonable amount right you know like you never know you you start getting into the you know the action dude you start pounding beers you know the worst thing you could ever do in a podcast is run out of beer three beers probably not gonna be enough ryan honestly doug there's times where we're 10 minutes in ryan's already heavy in a take and i see him cracking a third one you know so yeah i don't know tonight no beer for me i'm I'm usually not the beer drinker tonight i'm drinking something on the rocks got a nice little block a little whiskey over it that's what i'm doing tonight Um, what kind of whiskey you got there uh, Jameson cold brew. This is a nice little sipper. Oh. Yeah. A little cold brew, cold brew action just to, you know, feel something. Uh, okay. but yeah, you know, especially we talk about, we're talking about drinking a lot. We've been talking about gambling a lot and on our podcast. And that's one of the things too, you know, talking about the Kings, the Kings, man, they, they've been sucking. If you guys haven't been watching, I mean, I don't know how many people that listen to you guys are Kings fans. They're probably like Warriors fans or they probably just are into baseball year round or something. I don't know, but, uh, the Kings, they don't cover. And they always let the over happen. And you guys know that because you're fans too. So uh, Ryan's been drinking a lot more lately. And Ryan actually broke his beer streak on yesterday's episode. And he was going full Tito's. Full yes, Tito's true. and Fresca. He was pulling a Judge Smales, Robbie. He's, <laughs> he's a, a Fresca. <laughs> Judge Smales. Uh, you know, when, when Sacramento probably just had the worst defensive week in the history of professional sports, you know, sometimes the hard stuff, you know, got to bring you out of it. So. Uh, I, I did drink the Tito's yesterday. I was feeling nice and fuzzy by the end of the podcast, and I slept real great. Yeah, over under Caddyshack references for this episode. I'm setting it at a good three and a half, Robbie. 
oh we're gonna clear that no problem yeah <laughs> probably the next 10 minutes yeah there we go <laughs> yeah but now nah, it was pretty funny the other night you know like i got the um got the invite from ryan to go watch the uh, ufc fights over his house so it was cool to watch the uh king you know king's game together they're playing the Cavs, and yeah and sh- you know, eric talks about the oversitting every night while the uh, cleveland cavaliers set the uh Franchise record for points in one half at 81 <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. So, yeah, I mean, you are you nailed around the head there, man. Like they give up points, overs galore, and it's God. It's been such a rough year. But it, the uh, best the best part about that is it's like halfway through the first, and me and Rob are sipping beers, and and Rob goes, "Yeah, man, they're looking like they're gonna score 80 this half." And we, you know, half half joking, right? We're sitting there like, nah, no fucking way, right? Like, man, fucking scored eighty. And then all of a sudden, it gets down the end. It goes, holy shit, they scored eighty-one. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, Rob, when, when when Ryan hit you up the other day, did he go? You know, would you like to come over and watch King's game and the fights? And how would you like to mow my lawn? <laughs> There's two. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I had to do. Oh, no, but you know, I credited him on his lawn when I walked in the door. It's like the first thing I did. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. I'm a big, you know, I, right. Like Eric and Doug, you know, you guys act, you, you act like your, you know, your yard is up to par, right? I'm the dad with the riding lawnmower. All right. So Saturday mornings, you catch me in my backyard on my riding lawnmower, music playing, a mojello in my hand, enjoying the day. So, you know, it's not a true lawn until you have to cut it with the riding lawnmower. That's true. Oh, I, mean, I mean, I will give you, I will give you that trophy. title. Yeah, he give him the title, Doug. He he rides it. You know what I mean? There you Whatever. go. <laughs> I'm I'm proud with my little patch of grass, man. It looks really good, especially this time of year. So there you go, Doug. There you go. Rock what take, you got, even if it's little. Take, that's right, baby. Hey, you know I've been doing that my whole life. So uh... heard that. <laughs> hey, I I did want to I want to talk about the Kings real quick because all four of us are are Kings fans. Have been Kings fans forever. Um, I know this is a franchise that's been struggling you know, for like 15 going on 16 years. Um, the, the the great thing I love about you guys is you always tell it like it is. I mean, like, I feel like we tell it like it is, but you guys take that to a different level. Um, and you're just brutally honest. And a lot of the times, uh, you know, you guys are right about things that most Kings fans, you know, argue and fight to death about on the opposite side of things. I mean, talk about the kind of, I don't know, how can I say this not to make it cheesy, like the kind of culture that you guys bring on Kings cast and tie in the Sacramento Kings and like their shittiness this past decade and a half. Well, I think one of the things when we started the podcast was always that we, we didn't want to, we've always been clear. We're not journalists. We're not game analytic guys. We're not wannabe reporters or anything fucking like that. We're, we're literally just a bunch of dudes, you know, and that we, we made sure to keep that on our episodes laugh yesterday if you talk about the podcast, yesterday i was editing the podcast and i did a little video i posted on twitter and it was it was it was like on anchor when you you know you go to upload it doug you know this i always have to go to explicit you know and and we're not afraid to say the say those things and go there and 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 cuss maybe and have a uh, you know donahill and we're definitely not afraid of confront confrontation and um you know, not that we're trying to be rude fucking assholes or anything, but, you know, I think that that little bit of different edge, there is a little bit there is a little bit of that that our following has kind of appreciated. At least some of the feedback we get um, has been that because 
you know, a lot of people go out there and it's a little stuffy, right? It's a little, some, some people are really stuffy. They're trying to report the box scores and shit. And we just, we try not to do that. We try to keep it fun and just be some dudes. And so that's why we talk about gambling. Ryan talks about drinking. Um, we'll call some people fuckheads and we'll try. <laughs> and honestly, at the end of the day, though, we try to bring some good takes, I would say. Yeah, you hit that spot on. There's not really much that I can add on to that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like Eric said, uh, we we just try to uh, really just give it how it is, right? You just you know, it, it. This is the thing, okay? When you when you cover, I guess you can say we're covering them. When you cover the worst ran franchise in American sports, all right, you know you, you have to go out there and you know you have to be brutally honest, right? They're they're the worst ran franchise in American sports. And it's not even close, okay? Like, you could try to argue that. There's no argument, okay? So, uh, we, we, you know, we realize that. We're fans anyway. Um, so, but that doesn't mean we're going to sugarcoat things, right? We're going to come on. We're going to tell the truth, okay? Uh, Sacramento gave up 81 franchise record to Cleveland Cavaliers. I drank Tito's and I ripped the Kings 48 hours <laughs> later. So, you know, it, it is what it is at that point. But we, we are we are big fans. And, uh, you know, that is something that will never change. You know, like I said, uh, or Eric said, or Doug, whoever the hell it was, you know, they've been in a 15, 16 year playoff drought, you know, Kings had made the playoffs since I was like in fourth grade, <laughs> you know, but here we are, you know, so, um, love them. They drive me crazy, but it, it's something that I, I really enjoy doing. Well, and there's another thing too, that you guys know, you know, from when we were younger, Rob, Doug, you know, is that we come from, you know, the old kind of old school. It's, it's funny to say that we're not, not that we're that old. We're in our thirties, but <laughs> are we but old guard already? I think we're getting to that point. Gen Z's oh. coming up, you know, talking about busing, busing her and some weird shit that I don't even know what they'd be saying, but you know, we're getting kind of older, but I, Ryan and I, we've put it like this to our listeners. All right. Ryan and I are brothers and we grew up, we didn't have cable television. Right. And so Ryan and I grew up playing video games, hardcore franchise mode hardcore and we had the radio we listened to talk radio a lot of people i don't think grew up on that that's not a foundation of their sports fandom a lot of uh, found foundation of people's sports fandom is just that going to the games with their pop you know especially in baseball dude they love that shit right going to the games watching the games with the barbecue you know wearing the colors shit like that for ryan and i we grew up listening to people calling the radio and it's like you're an idiot hang up right and then the old school like jim rome like what does he say rob have a take don't I think suck. don't don't suck exactly like, well, that's kind of how we grew up man and, and the, not a lot of people grew up uh, building a foundation of their sports fandom on that and ryan and i did and so there's i think that what's crazy is today in today's day and age of podcasting and multimedia it's a lot of collaboration and a lot of uh, you know, visual graphics and memes and stuff. And there's people aren't there are out there that are want to keep it real, like old school sports talk radio. And I think if anything, that's the vibe I've been trying to kind of create and Ryan and I try to create on Kings cast. You know, it's funny you should say that because this day and age with all the platforms that everybody has with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, you name it. I mean, you can get your opinion out there and everybody has an opinion on everything when it comes to sports, you name it. I'm a tweet that I'm a do whatever I'm a post that see back in the day, you couldn't do that. And I think you guys, what you guys do so well is you, your opinions and takes are so calculated and well thought out that, that that's why they're, you're so in depth with every, everything you guys say. And when people come at you, like it's always, you know, 
weak comebacks and things like that. And you're like, no, and then you, you, you flip it right back on them. So it's, it just sucks. Cause nowadays it's so, every take is so hollow. I feel like for a lot of people and you guys are, are like that. And I love that. I appreciate that. That's actually a big compliment, Rob. I do appreciate that. Yeah. And that's Thanks, something I, I, I do feel you on that though. And that people, it, it used to be one of those. If you called the, the radio show, um, I think that, uh, you know, remember back in the day, and we'll, we'll, we'll use like a Giants thing, you know, Brandon Crawford is good for the community, you know, something like that, right? And it's like, okay, that's great, but why are we going to pay this guy how much money, right? It's, you know what I mean? Like, bring a take, bring some statistics, bring, let's, let's have, let's justify your position, and, and especially on Twitter, dude, people don't want to do that. I don't know how it is. I think that... You know, I've been following your guys' podcast, obviously being a Giants fan and then following Giants chatter and, and on Twitter and stuff. It seems like like there's not as much turbulence out there in, I don't know what you guys call it, you know, in the Giants, Giants, uh, you know, Twitter or whatever it is. Just because the Giants are called Giants land, Giants land, they're even good, you know, but shitting <laughs> in Kingsland, which is a, the term that, you know, we've, I've kind of coined is like. When you've been suck, it's pretty turbulent. And so when all opinions come out there, you know, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a fun place to be. Although the Kings do suck, it's kind of a fun place to be because it's not all like, hold my hand, we're going to the playoffs, everyone cheer together. You know what I mean? It's like we're some, we're out here like you know, getting our rations out here, you know what I mean? You know, it's sure. funny, it's funny you guys talk about that though, because you know, I've had I've had people ask, like, well. You know, what should I listen to for this or for that? And, you know, it's I feel like AM radio or like sports talk radio is kind of like a dying breed. Um, and, and especially like in, in, in Rob and I can attest this because, again, we've been Kings fans forever as well. But, you know, like KHTK 1140 up here in Northern California, where that's the Kings flagship station um, and have been for years. It's like, you know, um, a lot of their a lot of their views and a lot of their takes are, are like really soft shit and it's almost like you know the organization's kind of you know running the agenda there and the narrative and, and and whether they're sucking or doing well which most of the time they're not playing well um you know you just get really soft ass shitty takes and so my whole point being is you know like you gotta start listening to podcasts because that's where you're gonna get like your real views you know your productive views and like what you should be really looking for and that's what i love about you know podcasts in general but what you guys have done is you know you really don't back off from the majority and i think uh, i think that's what you guys have kind of done you're like your own like there is no other king's podcast like you guys so i'm saying i appreciate that as well so i got something to add if you don't mind doug um you know the, yeah, i don't uh, mind what, what you guys are saying is like there was always a barrier to entry like to, into like robbie was saying like that like not you couldn't have a take it was really difficult to get your opinion out there so like there was always a barrier of entry you had to go to journalism school or you know whatever school and do your put in your time and then Good point. write write some columns for some shitty high school basketball team and hope that one day you can be the dude on the news reporting the games you know what i mean oh, and now now the barrier guess what the barrier to entry is i went to best buy and i bought this mic and i signed up for a free account and then i went out there and honestly you know, between the Facebook groups that we run and you guys run and, and all the podcasts out there a lot of people know a lot of shit you know, a lot of people know a lot of shit, and and I feel like the takes that come out can just be better, um, you know, because of yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just it's just us fucking idiots, you know, sitting in our office or our you know back room, right, or in the garage, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
you know, a lot of us are, are giving out better stuff that you can find turning on the radio. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's pretty cool how technology's come a far long way. So, um, you know, the, the one last thing I kind of want to talk about with the Kings, with you guys, um, you know, we see a lot of turnover in this organization, whether that's, you know, getting rid of and moving on from the general manager or a head coach. Um, and, you know, we've seen that in the last uh, year, year and a half in Sacramento. They, you know, they fired Vladdy Divox, They brought in Monty McNair. Um, you know, now they they fired Luke Walton a few weeks ago and Alvin Gentry takes over. Like, talk about uh, either one of you guys, it doesn't matter, or both of you guys. Talk about, like, the stability. How important to a, a franchise or an organization is stability at the top in regards to turning things around for a shitty franchise? Well, it not even about turning things around for a shitty franchise, right? Just look at, look at, uh, you know, excellent franchises, right? Football is the easiest, okay? Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, right? Uh, who the hell owns the Pittsburgh Steelers? I just drew a blank, but they've had Rooney's. Rooney. Yes, thank you. The Rooney's. The Rooney's, you know, they've had, you know, Coward or what's his name? Bill Coward and Mike Tomlin, right? Since 1992, two coaches, same owners, right? You, you know, you, you look at these franchises that are, that have excelled and the, 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 the common theme between them has been consistency, right? So when you're, when there's constant turnover, like the Oakland Raiders or the Vegas Raiders, or like the Sacramento Kings, like the Cleveland Browns, Right, it's hard to it, it, it's hard to move your franchise forward when you're consistently changing agendas. Right, you bring a GM, he doesn't like the previous coach, he hires his own coach. Well, things don't work out, so we fire the GM. What do you know? A new GM comes in, he fires that coach a year later. So, um, you know, I really think that that's been a huge thing with Sacramento. You know, they've how many head coaches since Rick Adelman? You know, ten if you count interims and stuff. You know, whatever Ish, it is. Yeah. 10-ish, right? And and two owners and how many GMs? Three, you know? So you, you start looking at that and it's like, dude, I, I don't understand how I can sit on the couch and I can and I can say from here, well, that is the issue, right? The issue is there's too much turnover. You're not giving people a fair chance. And you just saw it again with Luke Walton, right? Luke Walton had a pandemic year, had a 72-game season and is fired before the 20th game of the season on his third season, right? So you, less than 150 games that guy got, and he's gone already, and now people are calling for Monty McNair to be on the hot seat. So I, I really think for a good franchise to turn it around, you just need to let guys roll for three, four years. You have to. There has to be some type of consistency. You, you consistency. You got to give guys a real chance. So uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Franchise franchises suck. Be consistent. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I agree. I mean, show some stability. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just gonna be like a mouse on a freaking pinwheel. You're just gonna go around and round and round and keep sucking. So. Um, let's kind of shift. I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about baseball with you guys. Cause I know I, I've had many conversations, especially with Eric, um, you know, just good solid debates, uh, over the years. Cause he's, he's got some good critiques about the game. And I know that a lot of people do, and it's deservedly so. And like right now is kind of like a prime example of why, you know, baseball is a very flawed game. I mean, we're in the middle of a lockdown, right? Our lockout right now. Um, and who knows when this is going to come out and CBA gets all figured out. And, um, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So, you know, just a very generic start to the conversation. Then we can kind of roll from there. Like talk about your thoughts on today's baseball 
and how it is overall and you know what's good about it what's bad about it you want me to you want me to say it you want me to go say for it? It. You, please go, go for it well okay here's what here's what i say for me um i mean i i really love the giants because of robbie really i mean robbie is like the biggest giants no offense doug because i know you love the giants but robbie <laughs> This is always the biggest Giants fan I fucking know. I mean, that dude is obsessed. I mean, there was times 2000, Robbie, like 2006. I just remember 2006, right? Robbie and I yeah. were in high school. We watched this day game, probably second game of a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know what I mean? And they're out there. It's like nobody's scoring. And, we're sitting, and Robbie's like invested. He's watching it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where it goes back. But, you know, for me, I would say I fell in love with baseball during the steroid era that's and that's that it's a blessing and a curse honestly and i and i've told you guys i keep it i keep it honest with you like it's it's tough you grow up and everybody's just juiced to the gills there's crazy home run races no there's no neck mcgee's out there slamming it you know and at the same time pitching it was just these horses who went out there and they're juiced up too most of them and then or or you're randy johnson you're like seven feet tall out there just <laughs> killing birds you know what i mean or, or jeff Facero. yeah well i was gonna get to jeff Facero, robbie that's i'll save that nugget for later yeah, robbie, on if, don't if cut the opportunity off. presents itself but you know that's kind of what i grew up in and then i think base once baseball they got rid of steroids obviously don't agree with that call, but whatever, you know, I think, I, I think the game shifted and it shifted heavy to the analytics side of it. And it really turned into that side. And I think that turns off a lot of the casual fan. And then, um, you know, you know, like ba- baseball, another thing too, is like Ryan and I are big fans into like the building team, the general manager aspect of the NBA and like the NFL and ma- major league baseball to me is, I, I think the way structure without the salary cap, um, the way that you can just turn over your roster and eat salaries for years over years and how how you have to develop players for however many years to get them in your system. It's just, I, I, I don't know, that aspect of the game is is, is more, as what's kind of, not I'm not going to say turn me off, but I will say this about baseball. I watch the Giants and I follow the Giants now, but it's hard for me to follow Major League Baseball as an entirety. And I think that's just what's happening in 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 totality. Really, if you look at ratings, everything like that has become very regional. And and the thing about Major League Baseball is they make a lot of their money, I think, on the region on the regional uh, broadcasts. It's you know, TV deals, yeah. And they have so many. They have such a large volume of games and attendance that they're good. Colin Coward, you know, listen to Colin Coward. He has a saying about it, and, and I forget the saying exactly, but he talks about how like, uh, you know, the you know, one like I don't know if it's football or basketball, they create it, NFL perfects it, and then the, and then Major League Baseball just capitalizes it on it monetarily. You know what I mean? That's like the, they they're gonna make, get theirs at the end of the day, and and I think there's a lot of purists out there in Major League Baseball too um, that that hold on to a lot of a lot of that. And and you know, I was I'll circle back to a, a few even when the Giants you know took off and they won the World Series a couple years ago. There was so many peers out there that got mad at people for oh oh you know what I mean. You're you're coming out the woodworks, fair weather Giants fans and stuff like that. And you know, so baseball, I got I, I I don't know, man. I, I love the Giants though, and I didn't come in here to crush it, but that's just where my position's been over the years. You know, it's you know I don't know. Well, no, I, I, the reason I asked is because, like I said, we've had these conversations multiple times in person or on the phone, whether, you know, we're driving home for work or whatever, but I know that, you know, baseball has its serious flaws. So I think it's good for people to come on and listen And this kind of circles way back to like 15 minutes ago, 
you know, you're not going to hear these conversations on radio, you know, so you have to come do a, 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 you know, a baseball basketball crossover podcast to fucking get some, you know, real thoughts on today's game. Like, um, Ryan, any, do you have any thoughts on like, I kind of want to hear thoughts too on, you know, like one game in general, like nine innings, like, you know, people complain, bitch, complain. It takes three and a half hours to finish a game. There's no time limit or, you know, 162 games. It's too long. You know, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I do think the 162 games is an astronomical amount of games. Like it, it's all right. I don't do fantasy baseball just because it's too fucking long. Right. Like it's just, it's like, dude, I, I like, I I'm really invested in sports in general and the, the MLB season is way too long. Um, I really think they need, they need to cut that down. Um, as far as nine innings, I have no issues with that at all. The, the game length doesn't bother me. The one thing that does bother me um, is, like like Eric said, I want to see some guys go out and throw eight, nine innings, right? Like, I'm tired of, you know, and they did kind of fix it, right? They, they fix you got to face a certain amount of batters now when you come in out of the come off out of the pen and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I want to see dudes freaking shove for nine innings. Why not? Fuck it, you know? And I think that would be fixed by shortening the season. Um, the other thing that really pisses me off about baseball, I'll be honest, is the shifts, dude. I hate it. I absolutely hate the shift. I, I can't stand it, dude. It drives me nuts for you. You shouldn't be able to play your third baseman, uh, at damn near second base. And you shouldn't be able to have a guy in right field, right? You shouldn't be able to have two right fielders. That's bullshit. It's to me, it's ridiculous, you know? And you know, the, the argument against that is, well, you know, be better and, uh, hit it the opposite way or lay down a bunt on the third baseline. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's really fucking hard when uh, Jose's throwing 99 miles an hour inside in your hands. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, that, that's those are the only really things besides that. I, I love baseball, right? I watch a shit ton of baseball, actually. You know, when, during baseball season, I watch, you know, I always watch Sunday night baseball. Um, if there's nothing else, you know, on a random Tuesday night, I'm watching whoever. So uh, I am a big baseball fan, but those those things right there are something that really, you know, hey, why can't you cut the season down to 120? You know what I mean? Like, I think 120 would be perfect. Oh, man, Ryan. Giants chatter is just screaming right now. These fucking basketball fuckers <laughs> oh, coming on here. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I, you know, hey, because it, it goes, dude, right? I don't want to see some, you know, the fifth guy out of the rotation. Who gives a shit about that guy, dude? I want to see, you know, I, I want to see the your ace more often, right? In more games, like. Why, you know, let, let the, let the ACE have a more of effect on the season, right? Like I want to see Max Scherzer, you know, every third game, you know, give longer breaks. I, I want to see him every third game, every other game. If I can, you know, I don't want to see some random dude who got called up from AAA because somebody got hurt. Fuck that dude. Put the stars well, out there, man. Let's go. Couple, couple counters on that one. I mean, the NBA does have something called load management that has taken over the game that you have your stars sitting out a lot. You know, Kawhi Leonard, whatever. Kawhi Leonard's got a torn ACL. Okay, maybe right now. I'm talking about like the last few years. Like load management has become an issue. You know, people have bitching, complaining about, you know, oh, I'm not going to go the game, you know, if these dudes aren't playing. I'm just I'm just giving an example. And I think that's a fair example yeah, for the yeah, NBA. For sure. okay, okay. And then also, you know, like if you want a guy, throw, I, I don't know if maybe you're being a little, you know, over the top, but you want a guy throwing every three days, like you're going to get, First of all, not every, guys th- yeah, he not every three days. I didn't say three days. I said every, every three, three games. games. Okay. Yeah, shorten the season. Shorten the season, throw every three games. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I think what he's saying is less games, more days off, 
expand the yeah. playoff field. Yeah. You know, because I think that's where I'm baseball, down for more days it, off. Yeah. It's more but, days off. Yeah, dude. It's, it's short in the season, more days off. And let me see the stars more often. You know, it's bullshit when, you know, Max Scherzer goes and gets paid however godly amount that he just got. And the guy plays one fifth of your season. And then in that out of that one fifth that he's playing with today's game, he's only pitching six innings. It's like, fuck, dude, shorten the season. Let this guy go shove for eight, nine innings every three games and let's get this going. You know, I'm I, I you know, I, I just don't want to see some no name guy on a Thursday night, you know, that got called up and is only going to be in the majors for a month. You know what I mean? I want to see the stars play, dude. That's what baseball is. It's star driven. That's the, well, that's what kind of we're saying is like there's the bait. When I was kind of rambling on about my my state of baseball, it's it's really that it's not going to change because there's no incentive to change. And that's what I think. I think that of all the leagues, if you look at all the major leagues in the sports, and honestly, I consider UFC in that too. UFC is getting I mean, I have a massive following and I'm such a massive fan of that. And I consider them up in there. And yeah, the thing about Major League Baseball is they've been reluctant to change because there's been no pressure to do so. And like to me, it makes no sense that they haven't capitalized on a uh, pushing their their playoff earlier cutting games and pushing their playoff earlier and like you've said Robbie expanding the playoff field so that that thing starts maybe you know you're having you're having pennant races or playoff races rather at the end of uh at the end of the summer and then you get into August and then by September it's like it's a battle instead you're choosing to go head to head with college football and the NFL and it's like you know, You're and lose. I'm surprised they haven't take they haven't capitalized on that real estate. And if you look at like other leagues, um, you know, if you look at the honestly, if you look at the NFL, they they find ways to capitalize and take over at certain parts just with their draft, with their free agent signings and all of that. That's so, true. you know, when, when it comes to when it comes to, you know, my, my beef is with Major League Baseball, like the league organization. That's my beef with them. And that um, it seems like they have done a lot of things to take away the i'm not going to say take away the fun because the game obviously is still fun but there's just a certain aspect of it that's different than when i grew up you know and that's what we we're saying like i grew up with dudes juice to the gills jacking up home runs and then really i think even more so than the home run things i think for me like ryan said the pitching is the one thing that's gotten like so nerdy to me you know it wasn't even that long ago with the giants you had how many times uh, robbie matt kane going out there just eating innings eating innings you know what i mean like those dudes were horses and that was special. I mean, the great, I think one of the greatest things that ever happened in the history of sports is when Madison Bumgarner went out there in the world series and just dogged everybody. I mean, that's some, that's some beast shit. I just don't think you'll ever see stuff like that again because the game's so driven on, we need to get this guy who throws a curve against this guy so we can shift and we can have him hit right down this line right here so we can make the out and then we'll fix it for the next inning. You know, that's what the games become. And some people, they love that crap, dude. And, and a lot of people love to eat that up, but it's, that's tough for the casual fan. It is, you know, but baseball, as long as they have the volume of games and they regionally base and they make their money on a, on gate, they're not going to change. You know what I mean? Um, I guess that's okay. You know, do you, do you think like the, you, you kind of brought up, you know, the NFL and the NBA, for example, have been a little more um, progressive, I would say, like in changing things to make the game better. You know, like MLB has been more reluctant, especially in recent years. I mean, the changes that they're making don't really impact the game as much. I know Ryan brought up the, you know, the three battle rule. I get that, um, which a lot of people don't like. Um, but, you know, in general, do you think their reluctancy to you know, better the game has really hurt them basically in comparison to an NBA or an NBA NFL, you know, 
etc. I think yes and no. I mean, they it hasn't hurt them because they still make a shit ton of money. And that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't rely on national ratings to drive their league like the NFL does. They don't rely on national ratings to drive their league like the NBA, NBA does, even though the NBA is regional as well. They don't rely on that. They rely on gate. They rely on regional stuff and merchandise, which they have and so volume, much volume. Like that it, yeah. They have so much volume. It doesn't really matter, um, y- you know, and – but baseball is is so traditional, you know, it's it's very you, know, you go out there, you sing the same songs at the same innings and you do the same shit at the same time, you know, and and I don't know. I, I, I I've every it seems like every couple of years, though, it's not the leagues itself that are making the change. It's the teams that have that are playing on with the disadvantage of the current climate of rules that drive progressiveness in the sport. So it's the Rays. It's the. Oakland A's a bunch of years. It's even the Giants of a couple years ago, right? They take advantage of those little advantages that they have to close the gap. And that's really what's got to drive that progressive. And, and so I would say there's been teams out there that have done a really good job of that. But at the end of the day, though, um, you know, without the salary cap, and you know, it's it's those teams have to work, I would think, 10 times harder to to be in the same place at the end. You know, um, I don't know if you guys think that's a good take or not. Well, I, I, yeah, you make some good points, but I also wanted, uh, I, I wanted you to talk about, because you and I have talked about this before, you know, the no salary, you did bring it up. Like there's no salary cap, but also I brought up to you, which actually is part of this, you know, CBA, you know, hiatus right now, I guess you could say of a salary floor. And I mean, there's that talking about, you know, there, that teams would have to spend a hundred million plus. Um, you know, and that would affect the teams like you just said, the the Tampa Bay's, the Oakland, the Kansas Cities, you know, the the Pittsburgh, who don't spend a ton of money. Um, you know, like how would you guys feel about you know whether if there's not going to be a salary cap, you know, what about a salary floor? Well, that's kind of you know that that kind of screws the the lower you know level teams, right? Like like if you're the Kansas City Royals, right? you can't go out and sign somebody to a $325 million contract. You just can't, right? Like it's not going to happen in Kansas city, but for them to tell you that you have to come and spend a hundred million, you know, yeah, you're going to spend a hundred million. You're making this, these owners, these ownership groups lose money, but it's not a, you know, it's not adding up to any type of wins. You're, you're straight up just losing money. There needs to be a salary cap. If anything, you know, you, you have to try to put these teams on a level playing field, you know, that that's, when I, when I hear that, that's just like, all right, cool. You're going to go screw the Oakland A's, right? Who, you know, they, they're not going to go spend that money, right? They're going to go spend a hundred million because they have to, and they're, that's it. They're going to spend a hundred million and that, that's it. You're still going to have Boston who spends a crazy amount of numbers, you know, money. New York's going to do the same. The Dodgers are going to do the same. Yeah. Anaheim's shown that they're going to do the same. So just don't know uh, what I, to I do with it. That- yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, exactly. <laughs> but it's, you know, it, to me, to me, that's like, dude, these small market teams, that's messed up, man. So you're going to tell me that I got to spend more than I need to, to put out the same product. That's stupid. Yeah, you can't I mean, have like, you can't have a floor stupid. without having a cap. I think yeah, and that's, that's what the dumb. other leagues do. Well, the NBA and the NFL, they do that. Well, um, you know, but the, the MLB players associate is that was their brother, you know, their player association, mm-hmm. which is their, mm-hmm. their union. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. strong that it, when you have that freedom of guarantee, guaranteed contracts and you don't have a salary clap, that's literally like best case scenario for uh, players. And I can't see them letting that go. 
Um, I, I just don't see that, especially because there's so many play, so many players, you know, I, I can't see them losing that. So it, it, it goes both ways on that. And, um, you know, I, they could always tinker with stuff. If you really want to get super nerdy and creative on this, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe you, you kind of do a hybrid thing where teams, teams are on the hook for the salaries guaranteed, but maybe it can be, it doesn't count towards their cap in future years and some things like that. Like that's really, that's really the only middle ground you really have. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the, the end all be all, if that's the fix, the cats out of the bag, dude, they have so much money. They really do. They just have so much money. I don't know if you can go backwards on that. And so that's why for me, I think that, you know, I, I don't know if, if that's, if that's going to be the thing that to create equity in the league and, and, and really, you know, there is, it's not like the NFL. It's not like the NBA, right? Where you have, you can take that first pick overall and they're like within three years, shit, that guy's going to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. There's this, there's a long development. There's a long scouting process. And a lot of people are into that in, in baseball too. And some teams just do that really well, right? That's how you kind of have these random teams that come every couple of years, but you would like to see the league format be in a position where they can, they could like the A's where they can keep their players, if you will. I mean, you'd like to see that, right? It just it puts a lot of pressure on teams like you said, Eric, like like the A's, the Rays, and the Royals, just the, the Marlins, a team we haven't talked about. You know, it puts so much pressure on their scouting department and their player development because, you know, like you guys said, they're they're not going to be able to go out and get Max Scherzer three hundred million dollars to come pitch for them. It's just not going to happen. So it just it puts them at, at a real real disadvantage, and it's it's almost like they're playing a different game, like the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the I can't say the Dodgers because the Dodgers have had a great farm system, you know, the last four, five, six years. I mean, they've been top five, but the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, ever since Bryant, Rizzo, and all those guys, Aston Russell back in the day, ever since that class, they haven't developed shit, you know, but they got money. They can reload, you know, these teams like the, yeah, like like the Marlins, the Royals, and the A's, and the Rays, who are good every year somehow, you know, credit to their scouting department. They can't just do that. They can't just go out and, you know, throw X amount of money at whoever they want and be like, okay, or wait out a market and be like, okay, well, this guy's pretty damn good. You know, he's going to give us in the, in this day and age, dudes hitting 25 home runs and getting 90 RBIs hitting 240. Every motherfucker does that now. I mean, it, it doesn't matter anymore. So they can just wait out the market and be like, oh, well, this guy's good. We're going to get production. We're, we're going to score runs. We're going to put butts in the seats. And that's where the game's going now. That's that's where you, you know, you're talking about the steroid era, which we all grew up in and we, and we all loved. But it died out for a while. It became pitching dominant. And that's why analytical nerds are coming in now and being like, no, you need a roster full of guys who are going to hit 220 and, and give you home runs because – the pitching's so good now. There's no going back, and we want people to score runs. We want our team to score runs. Just put butts in the seats because nobody wants to go to the park unless you're like near Doug and see a two-one game. You know, nobody wants to see that any- anymore. So it, it's it's just a lot of shit. It's tough for the non-traditionalist fans, as you can say. Like it's it's kind of become if you're not like a die-hard baseball fan, um, you know, you may watch every couple of games here and there, but you, you, you're not watching every day. Like, like, you know, for example, yeah, you and I, like we're, we're going to watch most games. Like I probably watched 150 giants games this year, but that's because I'm going to, no matter what, but not everybody's like that. You know, baseball's problem 
is reaching those, you know, fringe fans that, hey, you know, we could, especially like today's generation, like these kids, like these asshole teenagers, you know, that I got to be with on a fucking daily basis. But, um, you know, they, they're hard to keep their attention on stuff. And so, like, I feel like Major League Baseball is kind of missing out on the opportunity to kind of bring in, you know, this new generation of fans. Um, and I think that could hurt them in the long run. Expand yeah. the playoffs. Expand well, the playoffs. I think it's so unfair. If you look at the history of baseball, too, how unfair is it? And you can see the correlation, like especially like in the 90s of teams that first established their own regional broadcasting networks and the huge advantages that they got out of it. So really the, the Yankees Braves. and then the Braves, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and TBS. Okay, which, yeah. hey, uh, which teams dominated the 90s? <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, the, the great thing is that there has been, uh, you know, the regional regional broadcasting all around that has kind of given other teams that that top dollar you know but it still does leave out some of those those smaller tier teams but you know i don't know man i don't know like i said if if major league baseball that's their concern i don't even know if it's creating more runs is the concern i think that it's just capitalizing on maybe that time of year i i I think it's like my head goes more to like a lot of people have the theories out there and the purists will fucking hate this but it's like um you know, there's there's the thought of lowering the mound, eliminating shifts, shit like that. They've already kind of, you know, forced you to see a certain amount of batters, stuff like that. Like that stuff right there, those are just off the top things you can do. Cut it down the inning. I don't really that makes a difference, you know. And then um, I, I don't know, man. I'm not super in the weeds in baseball, but how is the how is their revenue sharing and stuff like that go? Because you know, that's the thing about NFL and, and the NBA is that. Um, there's there's real revenue sharing and the salary cap is set for the league based on the money coming in, you know, especially like in those other two leagues and baseball doesn't really have that, obviously. So um, maybe that's one thing that they could look to help assist the other teams. But I don't know. I mean, baseball is not an entirely bad spot. It's not a bad spot. I think they know who their market is and it's regional people. You know what I mean? And that's why you guys do the Giants podcast and you have a big following. And that's why people love the Giants. They love their Giants, you know. And I would say most people, if you go to Giants games and you're talking to Giants fans on Twitter, they're not, oh, I'm watching every Major League Baseball game. It's I watch the Giants and I love the Giants, you know what I mean? And so I think that's mostly what people care about. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what I care about too, you know. That's true, and that's a good point because, uh, you know, like Sunday comes along, you know, and what are we going to do? Like, like Eric, you're a Bucks fan. You know, Ryan and I are Niners fans. Robbie's a Cowgirl fan. But, you know, it's like you're going to watch your team, but you're also going to watch two or three other games that day just because, you know, it's the NFL and, and it's entertaining and you want to watch. And because, you know, they've maximized, you know, entertainment through, um, you know, fantasy football and gambling. And like the NFL really has kind of perfected, you know, this this um, product for its fans. And so, um, you know, the NBA is. The NBA gets criticized a lot, but it's still entertaining. I know, I know um, the game's completely changed through the years, but you know, I kind of tie back to like I'm talking about earlier when I said baseball is kind of reluctant to do stuff like, like how much has basketball changed this year, especially for guys like a James Harden or a Steph Curry, because they took away that, you know, you can't force into the lean in and then jump up and take a three. Like the NBA's doing that stuff. You know, like why why is MLB so reluctant to do? That? I don't know. I'm just tying that stuff in together. I think that shit's interesting. Too many white people, Doug. Too many white people. 
Wow, Rob, way to get racial, man. Way to, no, you, you know, the, there is that aspect of the game that is a little bit of a turnoff, though. It is that the purists, the purists and the traditionalists, you know, that don't want it. I think there's a lot of people out there that hold on to that. You know, it's the um, they just, you know, you go to the game. It's like, take me out to the ball games out, you know. Oh, God, they just like, go so hard for that. Like, you know, for some people, that's that that's what it is. Baseball just capitalizes on those feelings. They capitalize on that on that aspect, man. I don't know, man. I, I, they, they, they love it, dude. They love that type of stuff, Rob. We love the steroid era and they took it away. So yeah. You you know, I always say, you know, I say this is a good, this is a good for me. This is what I always say is kind of my, the point where I kind of shrug my shoulders. It's like we grow up my favorite player, the best player of all time, of course, is Barry Bonds. Greatest player of all time. Okay. Okay. Who? Who? Yeah. Barry Bonds. Dowd. Oh, John Dowd. Yeah. yeah. MVP baseball five. Thank you. Yes. Pick, pick, you know, pick any juice to the gills motherfucker out there. It's when Dustin Pedroia won the MVP for me where I was like, <laughs> Dustin Pedroia is five, nine, 160 pounds. He's got no neck. Okay. He is scrawny. He will arm wrestle anybody. He will lose. And he won the MVP. Dude. I mean, you know what I mean? That, that right there is like, that 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 shit made me that that's the shit that made me laugh. It's like we, you know, I always say, but the steroid era is like when you're when you're in college and you're dating this fine dime piece. She'll let you do anything to her, okay? And then you and then you grow up a little bit, you get out of college, and you meet some nice girl on a date who only lets you do it missionary. Man, it just ain't the same. You know, it just is not the same. There's Eric. Eric yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Eric, Eric told me that same thing the other day when I was driving home from work. We were talking about this and. You know, because we were bringing up, hey, what are we going to talk about on the say hey thing, you know? And uh, he, he was like, you know, baseball just really turned me off when Dustin Pedroia, who couldn't beat anybody at arm wrestling, freaking won the MVP. And I'm like, well, wait, damn, that's so hey, true. Doug, Doug, what year was it where Brett, Brett freaking Boone hit like 55 home runs and then nobody ever saw him again? It was like, it was like one oh one oh two, right? With the Mariners. Yeah, Brett Boone. Yeah. I mean, that guy was like. Yeah, he was smaller than Pedroia. It was the same thing. And then, and then, it's remember so he, remember you'd hear his voice on, uh, on like um, AM ads for uh, erectile dysfunction or something like that. Yes, yeah. And he just, felt, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. why, bro. No wonder. Yeah, and why. After that, that was it. Yeah, oh, oh, that was funny. Yeah. Um, hey, Eric, Eric put a good thing in the notes here, and, and you wanted. I think we should talk about like favorite Giants moments because there's so many of them, especially in the last you know 10, 11 years. Um, but before we get, I, I wanted to ask Ryan real quick because you were at Game One of the NLDS this year against the, the Dodgers. Correct? I was. I was. How was, yes. how was the atmosphere at Oracle? Uh, it, so I went to freaking hell. What year was this? And I mean, like, compare it because I'm comparing it. I'm comparing it to playoffs. Was it 2012? I think I went to the playoff game. Who did they play in 2012? Re- refresh me. I, w- I went to a, a playoff game. Cardinals, Reds. It, it, w- it was the Reds. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Reds. Reds. Yeah. Okay. I went to the Reds playoff game, okay, 2012, and it was fucking insane. Okay. Like, it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. So, I went this year when they're playing the Dodgers, because you guys know, shout out my boy Mueller. Uh, he's a piece of shit Dodgers fan. But <laughs> I was like, dude, like, let's go. Dude, Dodgers, Giants playoffs. Like, it's never happened, man. Let's go. Game one. It wasn't like I thought it would be. It, 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 it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like I thought it would be. I, I thought that it was going to be nuts. And, and the Giants won, right? And 
getting out of the stadium was nuts. People were singing, people were talking shit, but the in-game atmosphere, it wasn't any different from a, you know, cause a regular Giants Dodger. I went to a Giants Dodgers in the, when they played in end of August, I think it was the same atmosphere. There was no difference. Right. So like, I didn't feel like I, you know, I was at a playoff game until after the game when we're walking down, you know, and out of the stadium. So that's crazy. Um, I was, I was a little disappointed actually. Cause I feel like, and I've probably been to like six or seven Giants Dodgers games in my life. And it's an entirely different monster than when anybody else is in San Francisco playing. Yeah. So, so I, it, it, and that's what I was saying. Like the, it, the vibe was the same as a regular season because it is so intense, right? Giants Dodgers. There wasn't any, I was like, holy shit, dude, Giants Dodgers playoffs. I, I went last month and it was crazy. Okay. If I, I can only imagine a playoff game and it didn't live up to the hype. Maybe I hyped it up a little hmm. too much, but um, to me, it was more just, it was your average Giants Dodgers game, which is, you know, crazy. You know what happens though, going to, uh, you know, the games at Oracle Park now, AT&T, a lot of different names over the years. And Eric, I, I, I got, because you were there for this one. You're, you're always going to get your, your tourists going out there, right? Like you're always going to get people just sightseeing and whatnot. Eric, I don't remember what year it was. You were with me. We're sitting up in the nosebleeds trying to uh, talk about, or we're trying to watch the game. And we sit next to these, like these four Asian people. You talking about eating <laughs> and, the eggs? And, you remember? Oh, and and they got this, this crazy, just like buffet of like Chinese food up in there. And I'm like, they sell Chinese food here? He's like, no, I don't think so. I, I've been to a lot of games here. And there's like, and they were speaking English. They didn't watch one pitch of the game. So I think even it's just, it's San Francisco. It's just, it, there's a lot of diversity there. Like you're always going to get tourists in there. You know, different people just just checking out the sites no matter what. So what well, I think too, like Ryan's saying, like when you go to a big playoff game, the tickets are so expensive. Yes, yes. Especially out there that you're gonna get that they say that a lot about about the Super Bowl. They say like the Super Bowl is the atmosphere is not as dope as you would think right. because it's it's not it's, it's not it's your a, average fan. Yeah, it's made up of people who can afford the tickets. Yeah, you know, right, it's yeah. it's not the diehards who are going out there sitting in bleacher seats, mm-hmm. eating Ghirardelli Sundays, you know what I mean? And yelling at people <laughs> with their glove on. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's the people who can afford the tickets, you know? Yeah, I didn't see one fight at that J- Dodgers-Giants playoff game. When I went the month before, there was like seven in right center field in Triples Alley, dudes. Like, oh, so, you know, those happen. Like, like yeah, yeah that, that I didn't see I and I sat the same seats you know and I didn't see that in the playoff game dude it was it was wild so that yeah. that's a good point Eric I didn't even think about that I yeah well you know I bring just, heaters dude I bring heaters that's what I do that's what I I'm wonder if for. nobody just want to get kicked out or anything but yeah I expensive tickets you don't get kicked out I guess yeah. so. every yeah. time well, I go there's fucking fights every yes. time well yeah when, yeah, you, when, you, when you kick them out you know you don't want to do it you felt you owed it to them you yeah know? <laughs> didn't want to do <laughs> it there's three Eric what's your favorite Giants moment I got a couple you. different. I got a couple different ones. You know, I always say my favorite one, which is not necessarily my favorite one, but it's my favorite fun one. It's it's it is the Jeff Fisero hitting two triples, that one random night back in the day. Okay, Jeff Fisero, how old was Jeff Fisero, Robbie? Forty two plus. Easy. You know, gray hair. He's going out there. I think he got thrown in middle innings be- just because someone probably couldn't handle the heat that day. They needed to yank him, and he goes out there and he's freaking hits two triples. And I just thought it was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the place went wild. Um, 
favorite Giants moment? I would say, honestly, this one's Doug. You know, the the one that's always uh, favorable to me, Doug, is the one where we got to see Barry Bonds hit not the break, the 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 home run breaker. Unfortunately, you can tell that story, but the, the one right after that was fun. But uh, okay, the coolest moment for me, I, I don't know if I who of you I was with. It's is when Tim Lincecum was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was, it was the freak. You know, you guys remember that one. He the freak cover. And he, and the, he was like the phenom and everything. And I remember we went to the game and, and that's when he was throwing the warm up bullpen down there on the third baseline. And we went down there and, um, you know, just watching Tim, let's get the hype. I, I just can't remember being around some type of phenom player like that in any sport. Um, right at that starting point where it was so much, I mean, it was so much hype around him, you know, and then he, he probably went out there and threw 13 K's the day that day. And, you know, but that was probably one of my special moments, uh, you know, as a Giants fan. Ryan, do you have a, a favorite Giants moment? I got, I got a couple. All right. Okay. So in, in person, uh, my favorite Giants, you know, memory in person uh, was a couple years ago, Giants Dodgers beginning of the year. They went like 17 innings. I don't know if you guys remember this. Like a random Tuesday night. They go like 17 innings. And fucking McCutcheon just jacks it, dude. Fucking jacks it, dude. Bat flips, stares at it, flexes. I was at that game, okay? I was with my boy Timmons, and we brought both of our wives, okay? And it was a little, little chilly that night. And both the wives are bitching. Let's it go. always this is. is taking, this is taking so long. Is it? A, and I'm just like, I'm like, no, we're not fucking leaving. We're not fucking leaving. I'll stay here all fucking night. We're not leaving. And, you know, like an hour and a half later, McCutcheon freaking Jackson flexes on people, dude. And it was, it was, you know, th- there wasn't a lot of people left in the stadium because it was early in the season. And I just remember just like that was one of the greatest in-person Giants moments. They ended up fucking sucking that year anyway. But yeah, uh, really bad. Seven, that 17, year. wasn't it? Really, really. Yeah, really bad. 18. Uh, that was 18, like 95 my, games. <laughs> 18. Yeah. My, my all time favorite. All right. Um, so I had, I was coming home, right? I was, I was in New Mexico and I was coming home and, uh, I land in SFO, literally get my bag. Okay. And I, I knew the giants games on. I'm like, Oh shit. I got to find a TV, right? I was waiting for my ride. I got to find a T got to find a TV, find a TV. Ishikawa freaking jacks it dude. In the NLCS. Oh. And it was like, Holy shit, and I'm by myself, dude. But I was in San Francisco oh. by myself, dude. And I was freaking out. Yo, shit, this is crazy. So uh that that might be uh my all my all-time favorite um you know moment. But the in-person thing, man, even though they sucked, but the you know, my, my, I was always such a big fan of McCutcheon too. So when he did that, man, in person, I was just I was freaking out. So uh those, two years those are too t- late. They got him two years too late, man. That'd be yeah, two years too late. Two years too late. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know they were they were so bad that year, and they knew they were going to be bad that they had to bring in a name um, just to get people to the yard. That's what they were so bad that year. I mean, yeah, that was like Bobby Evans' last ditch effort to be like uh, try to keep his job. Can I exactly did not work. Well, Ryan, I'm surprised you didn't bring up too like just seeing you because I know you're a really big Carlos Beltran fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't bring him up when the the Giants got desperate that year, and uh, <laughs> they really traded Zach Wheeler to the Mets. Is that what was that the trade, Robbie? Yeah, it was Zach the Wheeler. top three yeah. Cy Young yeah. award yeah. finalists this year. Well, he got Tommy John. So yeah, yeah. Zach, Zach, yeah, Zach Wheeler. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's you know, there's I, I have a lot of I have a lot of memories, man. And and you did Carlos Beltran. Okay, you know, let me just completely be honest. He's my favorite player of all time. I think I, I you know, I I just when I was a kid, you know, because I'm a few years younger than you guys. When I was a kid and I remember watching baseball, 
Carlos Beltran on the Mets was a fucking stud, dude. Like that was the man. Like I used to play like Slugfest and shit with him, dude. And I, I remember, when, dude, remember Slugfest? And I dude, when, <laughs> the and NFL I he, Blitz version of ba- yes. like baseballs yep. version of NFL yes. Blitz. Yep. Yes, we all used to play that. Don't don't laugh. We all used to, to play each other. Face, punch punch him in the yes. freaking face. <laughs> Everybody's dressed as clowns and shit. Uh, yeah. But no, dude, Carlos Beltran, you know, that, you know, that's another one. Three years too late, dude. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, off the top of my head, I, I think those are my those are some of my favorite moments. Well, I'd like to compliment you guys, too, though. I, I just while I'm on here, I thought the you know, I know you guys stuff's been uh, blowing up and especially this season. But I thought you guys did a really good job with that Buster Posey episode. I didn't even really get to tell you guys too much. I thought, Robbie, you dropped some some real good takes in there. And, and Doug, you know, you guys did a good job on that one. Um, you know, that one's going to be crazy. I, I would say that this year I feel real, real happy. I was able to go to a game late in September. It was, it was one of the last few home games and Buster Posey had a home run that game. And so that was really cool. So that was, that was, that was neat to be able to go see that, you know, but, um, yeah, I think you guys did a good job on that episode. I, I wanted to throw that out there. I'm on here. Thank you. You know, Buster Posey Thanks, gone too soon. Yeah, gone too soon. R.I.P. Oh shit! Jeez, he didn't fucking die. Nice. Basically, basically. Yeah. You know yeah, no. in, in my book, he's dead now, Doug. Yeah, he's dead to me, man. He's not the Giants. He's dead to me, bro. But no, um, I, I feel like I, I got those in. You know, apart from the World Series stuff and all the Bonds home runs, when the Giants were still basically poverty in my book, haven't won nothing yet. You know, Eric and I watched Jonathan Sanchez's no hitter together, and that was probably the most dominant game pitched i've ever seen to this day and goddamn Juan Uribe. Yeah, that was the one fucking Juan Uribe. Dude. that ball at third base to ruin the, the perfect game you yep. fat piece i'm just kidding uh, oh man. i mean he made up for it in 2010 <laughs> but oh my gosh like yeah he did that was that, that so was routine most, most dominant game you know i think i've ever i've ever seen somebody throw in you know he was only on the team two more years after that you know he helped he helped the win in 2010 you know that so that was great but but still, like I always, I always remember where I was, who I was with, and yeah, it was me, and Eric, watching that game. That was that was crazy. Well, I'll say there was a lot. One of my favorite times as a Giants fan, though, it, obviously, you know, when they win, that's great. But those, those, I would say, Robbie, that year or two leading up to the run was a really kind of special time um, for the Giants because you can kind of see it was there, and you know, I remember we were just arguing about why Randy Wynn's still starting and Nate Sheerholz isn't getting in and, you know, just Benji Molina out there. Fred Lewis. Yeah. Hey, Fred Lewis Fred, always, always okay. on second. Yeah. Freddie Lewis, okay. Right. I'm pretty sure Freddie Lewis's first game in the majors, he hit for the cycle, okay. That's that's a – you can look Mother's that up. Pr- it was close, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his first game in the majors. But, yes, Eric said it, dude, right. There was like a few-year span, okay, every time – we fucking we were at Rob's house all the time. We we're at old Steve's house, dude. And every time we turn the Giants game on, fucking Freddie Lewis's trash can ass was on second base. I don't fucking know how he got there, right? I, I don't understand it because every time I watched him hit, he was fucking striking out, dude. But every time I missed his at bat, I turned the TV on. He's on fucking second base, dude. That's a great memory. Yeah, I, I will say like some of, of all the sports, you know, of and I've had teams win championships, but man, of all the sports, like leading up to that first World Series was crazy, dude. It is just because, man, the Giants, there was a time there was there were literally Robbie, you remember there were Twitter pages and that was early Twitter. No rules. Yeah, Twitter. The like, earliest anti anti uh, 
you know, uh, Bochi tw- uh, Twitter pages and fire him, fire that. I mean, the, that might have been sta- me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's funny because <laughs> once they made the run with this band of misfits, overpaid motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Some of these old dudes on there, and they somehow make this run. Oh, it was kumbaya, but man, the, the, the a couple of years leading up to it, it, it was it was not. You know, it was not. Twitter, you know, and Twitter was ruthless in those, in those early days because you didn't get exposed the way you, the way you did now. I'm pretty sure I dropped one of those, you know, for Pablo Sandoval. No, I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. <laughs> I want to, yeah. I mean, yeah. So all all these, you know, Paul Pablo, you know, Aubrey Huff, and all these other Pat Burl. Remember all the Pat Burl jokes? You know, about him like yeah. banging chicks on the side, yeah. all the time, Bud Lights, and all the Bud Lights. Dude. Yeah, Brian that's, Wilson. that's that's like yeah. that's like Aubrey Huff's best friend, right? It, it, aren't him and Pat Burrow like boys? I, I can only he, imagine yeah, if like, I get party with any two guys, I'd probably be those two. Yeah, like yeah. Huff, Burrow, Wilson—they're always doing sideways shit that you couldn't get away with now. You know? Yeah, hey, I got to interrupt the broadcast <laughs> in case the people had the over. The over does hit on Caddyshack references. We did hit the four with that one right there with the Spalding reference. Robbie takes the <laughs> over home. <laughs> Well, because I think that was me sending those tweets at the time, and it wasn't a big deal back then. You could make fat jokes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice, Rob. Nice. Hey, well, Eric, you brought it up earlier, so I, I, I think we should, like, at least tell the story of, you know, 757. Because So Eric and I were, were actually watching the game um, the night Bonds hit 756, and this was, like, earlier in the game. And I remember our buddy First Austin. First inning? Were, yeah. yeah First I, inning. But we are talking – to uh paul austin's dad and i remember he was like hey uh i have two tickets for tomorrow night's game would you guys like to go and we're not even 17 years old yet and we're like hell yeah we'll go and then i remember we were just like hoping and hope like don't hit it tonight don't hit it tonight and i mean like 10 minutes later boom right center bond sits it out so we're like pissed and we're like don't i don't want to fucking go tomorrow now i only want to go but at least he hit 757 which was a tank into the cove, and I remember we were yeah, down right the first. Ba- yeah, we were down the first baseline, and I mean, we could watch that thing, and that thing probably went 430 feet into the cove. Yeah, that thing sailed but- level right under eyes. You know, we were yeah. probably one of the only people that were like shaking our heads, like "fuck" when Barry Bonds broke the home run record. Like, only people out there, Giants fans, are like, "God yeah. damn it!" Yeah, it's true. You know, that that's one of those right. The 756. Those, you know, obviously sports moments like Rob was talking about earlier. You never forget where you were, right? I was, shit, I was young, right? You guys, you guys were all doing your thing. I remember I had like little parks and rec basketball practice or something going on, right? (laughs) And I just remember I'm at basketball practice now or whatever. It was some type of practice. I remember being there thinking like, shit, I got got to get home, man. Like what if Barry hits it tonight and I miss it? I get home, dude, no shit. I turn on the TV, 10 seconds later, boom, gone. I'm just like, holy shit, dude. Like, you. I just remember being like, dude, he freaking waited for me. He waited for me, man. Like, yeah, I had you in mind. So I could see it. Yep. I got to wait for Ryan from his Parks and Rec basketball no. class yep. so I can jack this thing out. You know what? Fucking Screw you, field. man. Screw you, dude. All right. I'm, I'm trying to relive a, a good memory, dude. All right. Yeah. He was 13 yeah, that, years old. All right. Dude, I was such, I, I just remember being like, man, it's just like the greatest thing, dude. He's the best player of all time, man. Juice to the freaking gills, like Eric says, dude. Yeah, I love it. Allegedly, dude. Allegedly. No possibility. Yeah, dude. Don't be don't be saying that. I want to say this while I'm on here, since I have the opportunity. Uh the Giants chatter admins. Okay. Um, you know, there was a couple weeks ago where someone someone posted 
about uh, a, a Barry Bonds documentary in Giants Chatter. Some propaganda. And then some some guy was just like, I'll pass. And oh, I'm like, yeah. dude, okay, dude. And, you know, <laughs> I'm all about free speech, especially on social media platforms. But honestly, fuck that guy. I reported his ass to the admin. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, I said, look, man, I'm reporting you to the admins, okay? And I, why, and underneath it, I said, this is hate speech. You know what I mean? This is hate speech. <laughs> and I really did it. And they deleted, you guys deleted his comment. So good for you guys. But I it deleted it. Slow. It was me. It yeah, was, it was a little uh, slow. Yeah, we, we were, we were reading him pretty good in our little uh, admin chat. So, but um, yeah, no, no bond slander is welcome on yeah. Giants Chatter. Yeah. That very bond, bond thing slander. did, it did suck though. I did, I watched it and I think, uh, Doug, I think Steven, watched it before i did and he was like dude this thing sucks so but i had he did say it. that yeah yeah he, he so but i had to see it for myself yeah it was bad it wasn't that good you can't you can't like the- barry bonds career in 45 minutes that was dumb mm. he's a, a part six a six part like like oj had yeah or like the man like the man in the arena right now with with brady yes yeah, they he really screwed that up that protect. Tiger Woods. That Tiger Woods. Well, you know that's the thing too. Oh, it was awful. That, yeah, anytime there's an athlete with some alleged controversy, baggage. Them, yeah, alleged. Okay, of course they're gonna the focus on that and have that undertone, and it's just too bad, you know that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know all these other guys kind of get the. You know, you, you know, Alex Rodriguez is all over television and all over. You know, buying teams and fucking doing on Shark Tank and shit, but. <laughs> Hey, you and know, you're right the, though, because hey. the first hour of that Tiger Woods thing was it was solid, and then it completely fell apart. Yeah, his it's, dad was fucking hookers, and he started it's fucking bullshit. hookers, and there was doing bullshit cocaine. about it's bullshit about Tiger because the way I heard it, my man didn't even do nothing. <laughs> he just tripped. <laughs> hey, hey, he just tripped. He, he just tripped and fell into it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> can't even blame the man. That's it's, hilarious. He was framed. That cops just jealous. He, he was framed. Cops just jealous after they had him up in his house. <laughs> Hey, where? where <laughs> Fresh God. Prince, but, oh man! <laughs> Tampa, Tampa, his manager. Yeah, Eric, <laughs> Eric, where can where can people find Kings Cast? If you're looking to find Kings Cast, uh, you can always find the streaming wherever you get your podcast. That's why I say we're on Twitter at Kings Cast, Eric at Kings Cast, Ryan. You can always find the main at Kings Cast. Uh, we, if you are a Sacramento Kings fan by chance. Um, feel free to join us on our Facebook group, Kingsland. It's a good place to go out there and talk. Uh, we're always like to interact with people um, and, and just kind of follow us as we get to episode 100. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys are getting to episode 100. Congratulations on that. And um, closing. Yeah. And that, and by the way, that's, that's Kang's cast, not King's cast. That's K A N G Z cast. Don't tell your mama, man. Real quick, I gotta, you know, we we can't ever come on a podcast and not shout shout out uh, Ziggy Smoke Shop two zero nine. Hey, for real, our our boys our boys at Ziggy's man, they'll take care of you. They got locations in Stockton and Tracy, uh, so you you know always always have to shout out our boys at Ziggy. So uh, there you go. And when you're in Ziggy's, you know, pick up one of those uh, one of those hats that Gus had on the other night, man. There's some, yes. some, some good apparel going on right yes, now. Yes, yes. I, like I got a hey, we got T-shirts, man. Hey, if anybody wants, you know, you want to hook up on anything, you know, just tell them Kang's cast sent you. And we'll wrap it with that. Fine. Fair enough. Make, make sure to visit Ziggy Smoke Shop in Stockton and Tracy. Hey, uh, Eric, Ryan, thanks for coming on, guys. We really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, good luck on the podcast. And again, congratulations on approaching. 100 episodes. Keep up the good work. All right, guys.
Uh, till next time for uh, Say Hey Rob, this is Say Hey Doug. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.